Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We've reached another important day in the NFL calendar. Today is the day that tags can be applied to free agents, the exclusive and non-exclusive franchise tags, the transition tags. That window stays open until March the 5th. I believe it's actually like 3 o'clock today. So we got a couple hours to go. I think it's 3 o'clock our time today that the official tag window will open. Pertains to the Bears only in the sense of what they do with Jalen Johnson, if talks are ongoing or not, or if they put the tag on him with the hopes of negotiating some sort well, of long-term deal. I, which they I, might. I'm sure they have let him know that if we can't reach a deal by the time that deadline arrives, you will get a tag. Yeah, and, and then we'll the continue to work. work. Right. They have, what, to like middle of July usually, sure. or to sure. get a long-term deal done. Right. We'll see where that goes. So that pertains to the Bears in that regard. And a few other things to watch around the league as we go through the next week or so. Like, does T. Higgins get tagged? That's probably one of the most impactful ones for the Bears. You'd have to imagine if he doesn't, could be a free agent target here when the new league year begins with the tampering period on March 11th. Um, so a couple of guys like that, that uh, maybe, you know, maybe Josh Allen in in Jacksonville, I would assume, gets tagged. Yeah, number 41. Brian Burns the probably gets tagged, right, as the Bears look for a pass rusher, maybe another wide receiver. So we'll follow that uh, as we roll through this next uh, week plus. Uh, it's Carmen and Eric. Welcome in on this Tuesday. Another beautiful day. We're live in our State Street studios. You can watch on YouTube today and every day. Just click and subscribe. You'll get all the shorts. You can watch all the shows live. You can listen live with the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you have that. Jesse Rogers, our only guest today. He'll join us at 2 with a spring training update. We want to hear from the fans. As always today, 312-332-3776. Much controversy last night. Yurko, I don't know if you're aware. Controversy. Yes, Justin Fields and his dog uh, have ceased to follow the Chicago Bears on Instagram. That seems to be a very popular move nowadays. Giannis not following the Milwaukee Bucks, that kind of thing. That just seems to be the move for the athletes. I asked Adam when he alerted me last night. Because silly me, I was watching hockey. And a little college basketball. Boy, you want to talk about a a backdoor cover? Iowa State getting nine. Ten-point game, two free throws with 20 seconds left. They were playing Texas. They were playing Houston. Houston. They were playing Houston last night. Planted Houston last night. Silly me, I was doing some other stuff, and Adam said, are you seeing what's happening here? I said, if it's about Connor Bedard and his three points, you know, I'm seeing it. Nope, nope, it's not Connor Bedard and his three points. How dare they take that goal away from him? (laughs) That was two nights ago. (laughs) I thought it was last night they took a goal away from him. They took away they took away one from an offsides play two nights ago. There might have been another one last night that I missed too. Oops. To, on Sunday they took one. I'm sorry. On Saturday they took one away because uh, it was deemed offsides. It was a beautiful call. I love that. Adam said Fields has unfollowed the Bears. I said, "Oh boy," and he said, "Yep, everybody's going crazy now." I said, "Well, how does everyone know he followed the Bears in the first place?" Are we sure he ever followed the Bears? And Adam said, well, I don't know. That's true. So then I get sucked into it, and I'm looking on. He follows 700 people on Instagram. Are we telling me somebody decided to go through all 700? I guess there's a search function, right, Adam? It's easy to search. Who 
Who sits around at night thinking, I wonder if Justin Fields is following the Bears? People Let that are check bored. check his 700. People that are bored. Uh, so are we sure he ever even followed the Bears? Do we know? Well, to unfollow, one has to follow. That's what I'm saying. What, what if he never followed the Bears? That would fall into the case of never follow. You know, did he never follow the Chicago and Bears? Said, well, I don't know, but he's not following them now. I mean, he follows the White Sox, I believe. Well, it's because, of course, he's a White Sox fan. He loves. He, he, we he, know he was a baseball player growing up. He follows the NFL, so maybe he's just Rob Lowe with the NFL, the shield hat on, that he's just like, I like the NFL. <laughs> yeah, but now people team, are, NFL. But now people are making, like, ridiculous claims. Like what? That he follows three Falcons players, oh, so yeah. maybe he wants to be a Falcon. Like, he also follows Jordan Love. Does that mean he wants to be a Packer? Sweet Lord in like, heaven. Does I, I, you told me he follows Caleb. He follows Caleb, he yeah. He follows Caleb Williams. He's, he's following his quarterback, quarterback keep brethren. Your, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. Thank you, Yoko. Godfather. Yes, we've really quoted the Godfather a lot a the lot. last couple of That's days. That's because it's right. applicable. It is applicable. You're That's right. Call by you. I can't imagine like getting all worked up over so something so silly. I I don't know if he ever did follow the Bears. I don't know if he decided uh, in in a tizzy that he was no longer going to follow the Bears because he's sort of reading the tea leaves. Who the hell knows? Uh, I doubt the Bears went to him and said, hey, listen, we're going to trade you and we're and picking. Please Caleb. don't unfollow And then, like, he went to Instagram and started unfollowing him. I really don't know. Uh, I, 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 I can't even pretend to be. Like, all I thought, I thought it was funny. And like you said, this seems to be the move these days and I get a kick out of it. I just thought it was funny. If you have an emotion. I don't know. Can I tell you when it's a thing? I don't think it means anything. Here's when it means something, okay? Like, if you followed the the drama between Larsa Pippen and uh, Michael Jordan's kid. By the way, they broke up, right? Yeah, okay, so that's my point. They broke up. She deleted all of the pictures of him Mm. and the two of them off of her Instagram. Then she added her new boyfriends on there. So if Fields goes through... And wipes his Instagram of oh, all of the pictures of himself is, in a Bears uniform. So is that the key? That's when you know mm. something is something. Is that right? Then something is amiss. Something is asunder. Now, now I have to go to Justin Fields. See, now you got to follow Fields and see when he del- starts deleting pics. Do I, yeah, do I follow Justin? I don't even know. Justin Fields. Let's see. I'm going to see here now. Let's see. Yeah, I follow Justin. I do. It says following. I still see him in Bears stuff, so that's good. I see him working out. I see him uh, with his Bears jersey on. He's Here he's got on orange trunk, uh, shorts and uh, a navy tank top, Yurko, from the summer, it looks like. Here he is at training camp. Good old number one with the GSH on the side. I, I see a bunch of Bears pictures, so now this is the next step we have to follow. Yeah, if that happens, but why would you do that? Those are great pictures. Boy look, at, boy, look at that. That's impressive. You know, a lot Answer. of, yeah. Lot, lot of, what, is that a completed ball? What are, you, what are you looking at? Is that a completed pass? I, that's impressive when the, the ball gets completed. I'm a big fan of. You, you, you're showing me a picture of a guy working out with, that doesn't have a shirt on? What do you want me to do now? I said impressive. Oh, look, there he is with Staley. He's got all of his bears. He hasn't scrubbed his account. Not yet. 
But he said that's what if he scrubs his that's account, the that's when the, that's the giveaway. Well, then you know something is amiss. What happened to Larson, uh, Michael, uh, Michael's kid? That's it. Well, they broke up, man. The, they're yeah, all that's out like of a May December thing. That no, wasn't going to work. They're all, they're all out, out of love, love. Is yeah. what happened. Cap- Are you a big uh, Real Housewives of Miami? Is that what you're telling us, Carl? I'll go I'll ahead and not. give you one guess on that. Chris. Well, I see. <laughs> you seem interested. This is why. This is why they were a thing. Was because of the show. For the show. Well, he was featured on the show. I did not know that. Okay. I just saw over the weekend they so broke up, and I thought without, I thought Michael like did his psychological torture on Scotty for the year or so they were yeah. together, and now he's like, listen, was it Marcus that was dating her? Right? I, I don't know which one. Jordan. One of them. One of yeah. them. A son. He was basically like, son, you don't have to continue the charade anymore. But Cap is reporting that Michael's coming to town for the Chelly retirement on Sunday. Are you aware of this? I did not know that. Yeah. Did you get tickets to that, by the way? No. Did you get tickets to the pre-party or the post-party? No, I'm not looking no, to go to the shame. pre-party or post-party. I'm not looking. Should there. be there, man. No, it's going to be a happening uh, little thing. Man. I, can you imagine, like a month after the Bulls did their whole thing, and Michael is like sending a video message? He comes into town for Shelly's retirement. This is what I said last month: the idea that, well, you know, Michael's just too busy with what. What could Michael Jordan possibly be too busy with? Is he designing another golf course? Was well, didn't they say that he was filming something, and that's uh, why he couldn't be there? Right. Is, is the member guest happening at his club? I Michael thought I read Jordan, that he was filming something and couldn't do that. One of, of the that. most influential, popular, richest people on the planet. If he said, "I need twelve hours to yeah. go to the," of course he could have. Yeah. I mean, what? But if he's, he's going to come in for Chelly's retirement. That just goes to show you there is no too busy. What if he's What if he's tasting the uh, the the new uh, batch, the new season of agave for his Sincoro okay. tequilas? What All if right. he's doing that? He gets I mean, out of G five from wherever he is in Mexico, and he flies to Chicago in three hours, and he's here for the ceremony, like. The idea that are you, are you talking sh- about Chelios' ceremony? No, I'm talking about the Bulls' ceremony. You didn't want to come here because you didn't want to be well, here. Well, thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the idea you know that, like, what's well, going well, on? You know, you should schedule around him, and he's too busy. Busy with what? The man's—he's a multi-gazillionaire. You know, he might be doing all time. He might be shopping for Rolexes in Switzerland. Can you How the hell do you know what he's doing? The Bulls are going to be like, wait a minute. He's coming a month later. I don't even know if it was a month ago, was it? What was that? About maybe about a month ago, the oh, Bulls had their knows. big Ring of Honor it was thing. Such a dud. It was such a dud. Such a disappointment. It really was. It you was, couldn't get like, Michael here. He's coming in for the retirement now, of a hockey jersey. I'm sure for Luke Longley. I'm sure for all the guys that win. It was a wonderful occasion. I'm sure the Canadian Bill Winnington was a happy camper being there. Would he have preferred his teammates be there with him? Of course. But what are you going to do? You still celebrate with the guys that were there. They couldn't play the game with just two people. Oh, my God. They couldn't play it with no tip and Pippin and, and, and Michael Jordan, right? It's they, hilarious. Those two couldn't play by themselves. They couldn't. The rest of those guys did help achieve all the greatness that they had. It was a great, I guess, there honor for them. But, boy, it, you don't have Michael. You don't have Scotty. If you don't have the two greatest players Doesn't in the history of the Doesn't mean the rest of the team can't celebrate. And let's face it. Oof. They were probably doing all their camaraderie together anyway. That's Back true. in the day, while those other two, you know, felt they'd, they'd go do what they needed. One went one Michael, way. Michael went golfing. One went the other way. Scotty, God only knows. Put his nose up in the sun and found a direction to go. And the rest of them all hung out together. Yeah. Saying. One got off the bus, went that way. One went that way, and the rest all hung out together. Sure. Like a sundial. Knows That's exactly true. what time it is. Like a sundial. <laughs> I, I love that little tidbit from Cap. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And Michael and, and Chelly were, you know, 
they shared that building together for sure. a little while. Thick I mean, they were, they were very thieves. friendly. Uh, yeah. Roenick has told many great stories about early 90s hanging out with Michael, golfing with him in the day, thinking Michael was going to be too drunk to go play that night. Yeah, and Michael saying, I'll go get 40. Yeah. JR losing money. Mm-hmm. I love it when he tells those stories. So he was kind of close with that that group. And so I'm not surprised he's coming in, but just what, like, kind of like a slap in the face if you're the Bulls. Like, you couldn't get here a month ago when we did our Ring of Honor. You're the greatest player Sometimes there's in the things, history of the league. Sometimes th- yeah. there's things you're obligated to do, and there's some things you want to do. Ah, the things that well, you want to do. But isn't it kind of sad that he didn't funner. want to? They're funner. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, sometimes you're obligated. They, they created something. They obligated. Did they sell it? Did they get a spot? No, did they get a sponsor on the thing? Was it sold? I don't know the answer to that. Okay, well, I'm just asking. Ask yourself some serious questions. <laughs> Chelly calls and says, "Hey, you want to come and get drunk and uh, watch my number go into the rafters?" Michael's like, "Yeah, that sounds like a party." What's the Ring of Honor called? I have no oh, idea. It's got a name, does it? Oh yeah. What's the name of it, you guys? I think it's the Genesis, isn't it? Oh, it Ring is. Ring of Honor. Is, is that it right? Sponsored? No, it's like Magellan something. something yeah, uh, Magellan. either one. One of them. So it's got you know, a one of them funds. The Mag- one yeah. of them funds. You know, it's, it's got a definitely sponsored. Yeah, the Magellan. Yeah, Chris is right. The Magellan Corporation. There the Magellan, Magellan Ring of Honor. Genesis was uh, just American this Express weekend. and Don Julio. Where is that ring? It's in the stadium. Uh, is it around the stadium? I, I haven't been in there yet, so I don't know. The problem is... It's visible from the seats, right? Because that's what a real yes. ring of honor is. Well, that's, that's what, what you think. Like be. in Dallas, yes. that's what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, in Green Bay, you're, you've said yeah, that's what it is. It's up there in the stadium. Everybody can see that's it. That's the way it is in the stadium. Dallas. You can see it. If it's not around the, the seating bowl, it's not a real ring of honor. No, right. I agree. Well, the minute there's something of substance to go watch in that building... I will go there and, and, and be able to report on it. Me too. But the Bulls in their current state and the Blackhawks in their current state means I shan't be in there. Next season? Nor is there a want for me to be in there. No, there has to be teams playing. 2026? How far are we going out? Well, listen, I think the Blackhawks are the team that's poised to have the most success coming up here. I, they are. Well, they've got now, the best player. Whether it's I mean, going to be 2025 or 2026, uh, we'll be up to these the team will be up to these guys to figure it out yeah. when you call them college kids back. Yeah. Because you got a slew of kids that played on U.S. men's uh, junior team. Yeah, but they're still in college. Junior team that won in Sweden. Four of them. Four guys. There were players in yeah. that thing. So those four guys, when they come back, now you got yourself a little something going on. Well, now you, you got yourself a young, youthful team. A little dump and chase? A yeah. little dump and chase. Oh, no. We're carrying the, we're, we're carrying the puck across the line here. Listen, Carmen, I, I, will, I will have you know that they did also take away a goal from Bedard yesterday. So, so. they took away. He's, so he's lost two in the yeah. last two games. Yeah. I but missed listen, that one how, yesterday. How dare, first of all, how dare you Way to go, Adam. judge and not think that the the, the knowledge of Puck Dalla that's pretty good. knows these things? There was that's definitely right. one on Saturday, not too. gambled on the game. <laughs> The over? I hope you had the over. I hope you had the over. I had them losing by the puck line. Oh, so. all right. There so was good. a 10 you're, you're 7. still in good shape. There was a 10 7 hockey game yesterday. Was there a 10 7 final I, I yesterday? I believe there was a 10 uh, 7 final. What's yeah, Wild on? Canucks. You're right, York. What the hell's going on? Wild in Canucks 10 7. Did they, did they take the pads away from the goalies? What's going on? Yeah, the Hurricanes are a pretty good team, and they were beating the snot out of the Hawks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they ended up winning six to three. Yeah, so that means Bedard's lost one in each of the last two, but he's got like six points since he came back in the uh, three games since he came back. He's good, and the kid like holds his own as an eighteen-year-old. That's incredible. It's I mean, like it, it bodes well for the future of just it. Think when he becomes a man. But they're just—I know—but they're miserable right now. They have fifteen wins for crying out loud, and it's that's why I say twenty twenty-six at the earliest. Yeah, might be times to negotiate oh. your deal. I'll buy season tickets for the next ten years for thirty dollars a ticket. There you go.
Can you like negotiate with them that way? That's you can do whatever you want. They've got to accept the deal. You can offer what you want. That's actually interesting. But they've got to accept the deal. Former NFL general manager Rick Spielman was a guest with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. I want to play his thoughts on Caleb Williams when we come back next. Uh, somebody had called and said, you know how someone unfollows. So how do you know if someone unfollows? Well, Adam? if somebody unfollows me, I get an indication that I've been unfollowed. That's you. I'm saying, yeah. if, like, how would you know, like, if someone unfollowed well, Justin they, they Fields? They basically said that if you went to the Bears page, it says followed by people. It'll say followed by people that you also follow. Mm. So it'll say, like, you know, like followed by Carmen, followed right. by Yurko, followed by Justin right. Fields, followed by. And it didn't say Justin Fields anymore, I guess. Hmm. Okay. I guess we're putting the pieces together. Justin's very mad. He's unfollowed the Bears, and so is his dog. Three one two allegedly. Allegedly three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko sixty four. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Today is uh, Tommy Waddle's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to Snot-Nosed Tommy. If you see him, wish him a happy birthday. He might be banging around Lake Forest later tonight. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, downtown I'm Lake sure. Forest. Just ask the missus. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guessing 57. I think that's what he I said. I believe Tommy is yeah, 57. Yeah, congratulations go out to him. Because you'll be 57 in August, yes. right, Eric? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. separated by six months, him and I. Wow, 57. Holy cow. Good for him, huh? Hmm. 57. Who would have known? You know? Good for him. On his way to 90. On his way to 90. On his way to 90. God bless. We all hope. Yeah. I want to. Yesterday on Waddle and Sylvie, they talked to Rick Spielman. Courtney was in. Uh, Peggy's in for Sylvie. Sylvie's back tomorrow, by the way. Oh, great. Yes, I know you're very excited. Uh, Rick Spielman talking to Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. Uh, this is at the end of the interview, just general thoughts and what the Bears will end up doing here when, uh, you know, sitting there with the first pick and a guy like Caleb Williams available to be drafted. Take a listen. I think he's a very unique talent. I think he's, there's no question about his athleticism, his ability to buy a second chance. Some of the throws that he makes when he's off schedule, you just rewind it to say that he actually just make that type of throw. Uh, I think where he probably needs to clean up some things is forcing plays that aren't there. Uh, tends to hold the ball too long, which a lot of these quarterbacks do. We talked about last year. I remember that was a knock on C.J. Stroud that he held the ball too long at times or Bryce Young. Um the one thing that really stood out to me the most was when he played against Notre Dame and played very poorly by his standards in that first half, I was anxious to see how he responded when he came out of halftime. They ended up losing that game, but he played very well in that second half. So first half was great, but what told me is that when he played poorly and had to come over adversity, he seemed to answer the bell the second half. So to me, that's a pretty good sign that this guy has a chance to be pretty successful in the NFL. I really have not heard any evaluators say that. Most of us just chalked up that Notre Dame loss to like, oof, that was a bad one. It was a bad look, bad game. He played really lousy, especially in that first half. I mean, there's no getting away from that. A couple of the throws in the first half were like, oof. Yeah, but I've I, never, I didn't, I, I haven't heard an evaluator say that. Like, I was kind of eager to watch the second half. And while he could have tucked and run, he actually played much better. And they still ended up losing that game in South Bend, but he played much better. So more inspired by the second half effort than the first half. Yeah. 
And I, who knows what that ultimately means at the end of the day. Look, it was one of his clunkers. There's no doubt. It's like the game I think everybody circles to, especially people here, because a lot of people probably saw that game. Here. It's, yeah, a lot of yeah. Notre Dame. You know, we all kind of at least you saw the first half. Probably you might have turned it off in the second half. You know, and not giving them a chance. Exactly. And you're just you like, drew oh. your conclusion and yeah. said the hell with it. We don't care about the rest. They of had yeah. no chance in the second half. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Chris, they were as someone who watched it, as you yeah. watched who, uh, it, kept it on, hoping that did there was. Did he play a... better? Did anything stand out to you, Chris, from that second half, or not really? Well, isn't playing at all better than throwing three picks in the first <laughs> part of the game? Yeah. Here's the other thing, too. Being up, and I, I'm assuming if I, I remember know, the to, game to, correctly, to was to answer Carmen's question, I don't. I don't want to ignore Carmen's question. Well, I. I can't. I would have to go back and watch the second half to say he played better. But go ahead, Yurko. The only thing is, then in the second half, I am assuming that Notre Dame was up. They were big by, time, big yeah. time, right? Notre Dame had a big. So game. do they soften the coverage, and does he look better because the yeah. coverage has been softened? Because yeah, they just question. don't want to give up the deep ball. So uh, along with his head, he played much better in the second half. Mm-hmm. Then I'd want to know how much did they soften up the coverage, and were they really trying to go after it? Because right. they did their work in the first half. And at that's this point, question. now you just don't want to get the, the crap kicked. Yeah, out I wonder what he saw in yeah. that that would tell him that. Yeah, right. that's good. That's, that's, so that's just that's the a fair question point on that. You that's know, a fair point. He brings up a point that he played better in the second half. Okay, how much did they soften up in the second? half? I mean, they scored fourteen points in the second half. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I mean, it was seven a quarter. Not, so I mean, not it's not like the world on fire. Yeah, he didn't. Um, if you go back to the Colorado game, USC went up huge. Mm, yes, you guys remember that early I in do. the season, and then their Colorado defense was so bad. Colorado stormed back yes, in the they, fourth quarter. Yes, they did. That, to me, is an impressive like turnaround in a game where this was they were out of it the entire duration of this contest. I do remember that Colorado game. And some of it's always going to be easier when you're down chasing four scores and you just kind of go out there and you cut it loose. And Yurko's probably right. Most times defenses at that point are kind of going into – Sort of generic vanilla stuff anyway. You've got it. You're the, you're the only thing you don't so, want to have happen. But you hear in the defensive backfield at that point is keep everything in front of you. Right, yeah. Like, keep everything. We don't care if they complete the ball. Just keep everything in front of you. It's why a lot of times when you're going through statistics and box scores, like, you can tease out by quarter. Like, tease out garbage time sometimes. It's not a bad exercise yeah. because of that, you know? Like, if a game got away... In the fourth quarter, if a game was getting away at halftime or in the third quarter by the fourth, throw the fourth quarter out. Like, look at your data set for the first three. And most of the filters allow you to do that, and it's kind of a nice thing so that you can get rid of that garbage time because it can be a little deceiving, I think. That's where there can be weird noise in the numbers, I guess, right. as you'd say, right? So I was an interesting take, though. I didn't really hear anybody uh, else say that about that particular performance. And the other thing about the Notre Dame game, and I think we've said this a few times, look, two years ago he played reasonably well against Notre Dame. Uh, he played... A lousy game in South Bend this last year. Waddle always says this. You should take, like, the two best and the two worst and just throw them out. And then, like, let's find, let's sort through everything else. Right. You know? And you definitely would look at that Notre Dame game this year. And, you know, maybe we're giving him a pass or making it too easy to say throw it out. But that first half especially was one of the worst. And I'm not going to pretend I saw every snap of Caleb Williams in college. But watched a pretty fair amount these last couple years. And that certainly in that first 30 minutes was some of the worst football I ever saw him play. Uh, there's a new mock draft out from Daniel Jeremiah. It is Mach 2.0. Where's Daniel at? That is the NFL Network, uh, NFL.com. He has the Bears staying atop the draft at number one, selecting Caleb Williams. We saw a few of the ESPN guys last week start mocking Jaden Daniels to the Commanders. 
He's sticking with Drake May. He's got Caleb Williams going one, Drake May going two. Where it gets interesting is he does not have the Patriots taking a quarterback. He has the Patriots taking Marvin Harrison Jr., a franchise that has really struggled to find any reliable talent recently at that position, certainly in the draft. He has them taking Marvin Harrison Jr. He's got Arizona taking Malik Neighbors. The Chargers grabbing Joe Alt. I've also seen the Georgia tight end at number five. Oh, wow. I've seen Bowers at number five also. Brock Bowers. But how, this guy's got Joe Alt. How good would it be for Harbaugh, more importantly, for Herbert to have Slater and Alt on each side? It wouldn't hurt. Boy, that'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? He'd probably love that. He's got the Giants then taking Jaden Daniels. Makes it a little interesting with the still a year left for Daniel Jones before they can get out of that deal, but they'll sort through that. In NYC, he's got uh, Fashanu going to the Titans at seven, and then J.J. McCarthy to the Atlanta Falcons at eight. So four quarterbacks in and, the top and it leaves eight. Who for the Bears at nine? It leaves Your Roma guy. Dunze. I love Roma Dunze. It leaves Roma Dunze for the Bears at nine. He writes, I think I read somebody else write this recently, in this scenario where the Bears get, whether it's a Dunze and Harrison or... Uh, one of those two guys and Caleb Williams that they all say the same thing that like they're all writing this is the home run draft for the Chicago Bears if it indeed plays out that way. It also got us thinking earlier like hmm, Patriots not taking a quarterback are the Patriots really going to go back into another year with Mac Jones after the way the last two have gone? Maybe they feel like with a more competent offensive coordinator, although Bill O'Brien, I wouldn't say, is a bad one. They had him last year. The, 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 the debacle, as Yurko pointed this out, the debacle that they went through in Mac Jones' second year did no favors to that. Right. Kid. With, with Joe, Joe, um, Judge. Joe Judge and with Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Insane. Yeah. At least you tried to clean it up with O'Brien. They've also added uh, Alex Van Pelt as their OC now. I think Alex Van Pelt is held in relatively high regard. He's been in the league, and he's a quarterback in the league, obviously, but he's been coaching in the league. He's, like, really paid his dues for a long time. He was in Green Bay. He's he was in everywhere. Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's really kind of been around, and so maybe they feel like they can get more out of Mac Jones. But Adam and I were saying, like, it does pique your interest if the Bears decide to move on from Justin. Like, okay, now can you start talking about that second-round pick with New England, that 34th overall selection? Is New England really going to go back to battle with that defense if they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. with with Mac Jones again? Or would they be interested? Do they view Justin as an upgrade, and would they trade you their second-round pick, which is 34th overall? They have the second pick right. in the second round. And that seems like a deal that is there and that is doable for the Bears if they choose that. Now, one. remember, uh, New England also has a bevy of picks that are like back-to-back in the fourth round, I think. Do they? I'll double-check yeah, real quick. so again, if we're going back to our second-fourth scenario, mm-hmm. that's what I think I'm looking at, too. So I'm thinking the second pick, yeah, 32, great. And then a fourth round. One of those two fourth-round picks, I believe they're right next to each other. I'm looking through. If I'm this, not mistaken. Right. If not, I might be thinking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you're thinking of the yeah, Steelers. The Steelers, Steelers have so. 120 and 121. There we go. Yeah. No, but I'd want a fourth-round pick, too. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little greedy. Look at the end of the third with all those extra picks. Is New those England got one of those? Supplementals? Yeah. Does New England have one of those supplementals at the end of the third? No. What a shame. You need to work with the teams that got like a gazillion picks over there. So it looks like if Tankathon's info is all up to date, and it usually is, it looks like the supplementals have been awarded to Jacksonville, Philly, San Francisco, Buffalo, the Rams, and Washington. Via a prior trade, it looks like, with San Francisco. It's yeah. probably the Chase Young thing, right? There's got to have something to do with the Chase Young I'm deal, sure, I would imagine. I'm sure, absolutely, yeah. So that's what that looks like. 
at the end, so they do not have one. Do you know where they have the tight end going in this draft? Which one are you looking at, kid? Bowers. I'm looking at your are you Jeremiah. Are looking at Jeremiah's? Line. Where they have Bowers going? Cincinnati Bengals. Mm, boy. You think that doesn't make the Bengals a little bit better? <laughs> that room, jeez. Oh, boy. I, I like. I just lump him in as a receiver, like that receiving core. That's exactly it. Now oh, you guys got to, well, how tall is he? 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, yeah, six? he's a dude. He's Running impressive. down the middle of the field? He's impressive. Yurik, were you asking about the Patriots specifically? Yeah, yeah, it was back-to-back. Back. Pittsburgh's yeah. got back-to-back back in the fourth. Got, we, I, I confused uh, New England with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and New England, neither of them have any uh, conditional picks in any of the rounds. No, yeah. doesn't look like it. Yeah. it. It seems like San Francisco, the L.A. Rams clearly have the most. Is that Philly the, has two in, in, in the those, fifth. Those are awarded based on free agents you lose versus free agents you sign. So remember, you know, the Eagles lost a couple of big free agents a year ago. And that's how that usually ends yes. up working right. out. It's, yep. it's all based on, that, you know, the Bears have struck out here recently because they've had to throw some money at free agent, you know, at, at issues from you right. know, lack of development sure. to the draft. And so you're not going to get those, compens- uh, those compensatory picks. Uh, if you uh, want to ring us up, discuss the latest mock draft that we were just talking about and any potential, you know, future deal, whether it's for number one overall or for Justin, what you would expect it to look like. NFL Network also did a story about like four just sort of like let's mock four scenarios if the Bears do decide to stay with Justin. What would that first pick value look like? We can work our way through some of that. I'll throw a few of those scenarios at you, York. See what you think. 312-332-3776. Jesse Rogers will uh, give us a spring training update a little bit later in the show. We'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in a couple hours. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Shane Norling from uh, the Cap and Hoodie Show thinks New England's going to go M-H-J. Not M-J-D, M-H-J. And then sign Cousins. I mean, they've got the cap space for it in New England. If Cousin doesn't get franchise. He doesn't get franchise. Right. Yeah. He doesn't get franchise. If he goes, they've got the cap space for it. Boy, he's going to eat up a lot of any team's space, though. Yes, you know, he is. He's looking for 40 or $50 million, right? I'm sure he is. The, the franchise tag number is $36 million. I mean, there you go. So that's, I mean, it's 36 If I were Minnesota, I wanted to keep him. I threw the franchise at him, and I got a discount on my quarterback that I had last year. Yeah. If he signs it, which, you, yeah. Oh, I mean, you sign it or not play at his age, what's he thinking? It's a good point. Yeah. Coming off injury, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But if they let him go, that could be an option then for Shay's right. That could be an option if Minnesota doesn't franchise him because uh, New England's one of the few teams that would be able to sign him via their available cap space. Uh, and that would eliminate any sort of deal the Bears would make. Yeah, who knows what they're thinking. I, I, I would imagine, though, that they're probably ready to move on from Mac Jones. That would seem like uh, the one thing that is probably going to happen because he has just really regressed, unfortunately, these last couple of years, and maybe a lot of it had to do with what they did to him in that second year bringing in Matt Patricia. Uh, a few things, then we'll get out to the phones, Yerk. And you can ring us up at 312-332-ESPN. NFL Network did a little thing, uh, sort of mocking a few trades, like if the Bears decided to stay with Justin. This will make the Justin Fields fans happy. I mean, you would be talking about a pretty impressive haul, depending on which of these you believe and how far back a team. Obviously, the further down the draft board we go, the more impressive the haul is. People thinking that they're getting multiple first-round picks from, like, Washington or New England, it, it, it seemed far-fetched to us. I know Schefter kind of floated that out with Waddle and Sylvie, but, man, I don't know. And 
the guy at NFL Network and NFL.com is kind of an expert in all this that, that does a lot of this stuff. He certainly is more on line with us. Uh, you're not getting first. You're not getting future first round picks from Washington to move up one spot. Yeah, it ain't happening. Happen. I mean, I don't believe that. It'd be so reckless on Washington's part. Right. It really would be, especially with a new GM, a new owner. It's just there's there's nothing in the history of the league that is giving you any sort of guideline like that that this is fair value. To move up one it spot. Would, it would yeah. blow the whole thing to smithereens. If you I got mean, a second and a fourth, I think you'd be doing backflips. So he speculates one thing that could happen here if they swap with the commanders would be getting, and I think you even hit on this, you get both second-round picks. You get yours yes. back and you get Washington's. Right. Which is 36 and 40 overall. Okay, which the Bears need. Believe it or not, the Bears need it. Yes, you also get Washington. Remember, I told you Washington's got a contempt, um, a compensatory pick. Yes, you'd also get Washington's compensatory pick at the end of the third round, and the Bears would also send. Uh, oh, the Bears would just send their you know top pick this year, obviously, to Washington, and Washington pays about a twenty five percent premium based on the chart total to move up that one spot. Um, which, but they secure the individual that they want. Correct. Right. Yes, but you're not getting future first-round picks. Right. So then your choice would be Drake May or Jaden Daniels if you're the Bears. And remember, I always said this thing works out. If you move back with Washington, are they two or three? They're two, uh, right? Two. Yep. You move there, then your choice is May or, or Daniels. If you at any point look at this thing and you evaluate with all your people, you get into the meeting room and say, let's rank these guys. And if Caleb Williams isn't crystal clear, number one on everybody's list, other guys got him you know, second, other guys got him third, other guys, then you can't, you know, you find out what your consensus is at the quarterback, and that's the guy that you then target. If you're going quarterback. If you're, yes, right. If you're going quarterback. Uh, in the scenario where New England goes up to one, because you're paying more of a premium. You, get, you, you might get next year's number one. Yes, you yeah. get you swap picks obviously this year. You get New England's second this year, a first next year, and a third in twenty twenty six. New England pays a twenty six percent premium in this position to move up to because spots. of the theoretical demand that's out there. Yes, now is where it really gets interesting. And he even writes like this could be far fetched because of the Daniel Jones problem in New York. But what if the Giants make a big move? What if? They'll deal with the damage. Look, they got to eat it this year anyway, probably. At worst, you find a you know young quarterback. Who knows how they would deal with that? He he does write that it's this is a little more far fetched because of the Daniel Jones thing. They, there's really no out for them until after next year. Uh, that's why you shouldn't sign players like Daniel Jones, even to short term right. deals. Just right. it's it's a cautionary if tale. They're not for a everybody. premium quarterback. Don't pay him premium money. It's a period. cautionary tale to everyone. You're like, well, it's a short term. It's it's two years. It was idiotic for them to sign him when they did, and it looks even more idiotic now because he's not good. So in this scenario where the Giants are moving way up, Bears get, uh, they, they swap, obviously, first to six. 2024 second-round pick from the Giants. 2024 third-round pick. 2025 and 2026 first-round picks. Giants pay 28% premium to move up five spots. Like, that, you know, now. That, that one feels good. <laughs> now you're getting two future firsts, and you're getting a second and a third this year. Now what if you think your guy is Jaden Daniels? Are you willing to do that? Maybe he's sitting there at six for you? Doubt he's going to be there. Well, we just watched the mock draft that had him there. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah's. Yeah. So I, there Jeremiah's you go. Jeremiah's does have him there. Right. Right? 
Going to New York. Absolutely. And then the last one, how about this? Atlanta. Big move up. Bears trade their first overall pick and Khalil Herbert to get the eighth pick from Atlanta. B. John Robinson, a 2024 third-round pick, so a third-round pick this year, a first-round pick in 2025, and a second-round pick in 2026. Not the two first-rounders because you're getting B. John Robinson, and you're getting four years of control, remember, because he's a first-rounder. Why do you want B. John Robinson? I wouldn't mind that so much only because you're swapping out a younger player who's probably more dynamic for Khalil Herbert anyway. And, you know, you get four years out of Bijan. I wouldn't mind that. I would take it. And I think he's a more dynamic player. I'd, I'd want the draft equity. You'd want the draft back. pick? I want drafts. I want picks. You'd want the first round yeah. pick? What do believe I need another not, running back Believe for? it or not, I wouldn't, like, rail against that yeah. one. Nah, I don't need a running back. What do I, I, I know, need? I know what, what you why, mean, why, but... Why, why do I need a running back? So you'd you're rather not, just get the first round pick You're not making a compelling case. My only case would be... The case is Bijan's better than Khalil Herbert. Well, but Yurko's saying you it's want the capital. Back. You'd want the Who first cares? round pick. You'd, you'd still need a running back, though. Who, I got well, Khalil they've Herbert got and they've got, got Roshan. Roshan. No, Johnson. not if they trade Khalil Herbert, though. In well, this scenario... Trade. I don't think you would do that. No, I don't think that's trading them. I, that's what I'm saying, Adam. That's not they're happening. Not you're, you're, getting, you're not swapping players. You're getting another first round pick. That's what it would be. Right. Because you're, you're getting... The, the only reason they're not getting two firsts in this scenario like they did from the Giants is because of the swap of running backs. Yeah. Yurko's point is... There's no running back Yurko's that point is I'd rather just have the, the first, first round, round pick. pick. Yes. 100%. I, the only argument I could make... You're not going to like it. No, you make your argument. This is what we're here for. We're here to make arguments. Uh, we, Whether I like it or not doesn't matter. We very much see make eye to eye running backs. Make the only argument. argument I would make was like... Four years of Bijan to me is pretty sexy. And while I would never spend my own first round pick on a running back, we know that these days, unless I'm picking maybe 31st or 32nd. Like, we know that. It's well established if you've listened to the show for the last decade. Four years of Bijan to me, under a very cost, with great cost certainty to have that kind of dynamic playmaker that might be a little bit more than just a running back. Like, I could. I could live with it, but what you would very easily throw back in my face is you would never spend a first rounder on a running back anyway, Carm. And so why wouldn't I just want that first rounder for something more important? It's not like Atlanta suddenly goes to the top of the heap in the NFC. I don't believe that at all. Well, you wouldn't want them to. Well, with whatever they're going to draft at that position at one, depending upon which quarterback they believe is the best quarterback, that doesn't vault them to number one. They've got a lot of problems. That defensive line is a problem over there. I don't know if you watched them play last year against They're, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I know. They had two interior linemen that had no business being in football. But they were there. They've got no business in football. Every one of the defensive linemen, interior linemen the Chicago Bears had could be absolute starters instantaneously, including Zach Pickens and the kid that never played from uh, Cutstown State or Townsend State or wherever he was in the fifth round. <laughs> That's how bad they are. They got holes. They've got problems in Atlanta. Yeah. So if they think they're just fixing things by not addressing that defensive line, they've got problems. It'll be interesting to see what Atlanta does on the defensive line. So that's more important to them, I believe, than worrying about who your running back is. And they've got a second running back over there that's a stud too. The kid from BYU can play. Yeah, absolutely. 
He can play. It would be kind of fun to have Roshan and Bijan together for the next few years, wouldn't it? That'd be something. I, I, <laughs> when I, it's all said and done. I, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but again, draft you equity. Want, you want I, want, I want picks more yeah. than I want just the player to come on over. So instead of that second rounder I, I, in 2026, you want a first rounder I mean, and say keep Bijan. Right. And, and Herbert still gives you, what, five yards of rush in his career? Yeah. He's about, just maybe a touch under. Yeah, he's about five yards of rush. The only thing is he's a couple years older, obviously. So you're running out of his rookie deal. And then you're going to say goodbye to him. Yeah. And you'll send him on his merry way, and you'll get somebody else in. Yeah. Running backs. Well, that would be the swap. That would be the... A dozen guys. Dime be, a dozen. The interesting part about the swap would be you're gaining to, an extra year. Why don't you waffle on this? From the Well, I'm not. You, I'm not, but... I got to admit, it's a little intriguing because you're getting an you're getting a fifth year because he's a first rounder. Why not get Saquon then? If you, if you oh stop a, it! If you got a want for the now, running now back being position, ridiculous. why am I now being ridiculous? Well, because what <laughs> you know you're being you? ridiculous. What's it going to cost you? Eleven million dollars? Twelve million dollars? Saquon? Yeah. I mean, oh, if you're run, if you're going running back crazy, Bijan's got you cost got, certainty. You've got running back fever. What's wrong with you? <laughs> stop. RB fever. What happened to you? <laughs> I lost you. <laughs> All right, we'll grab some of your calls on this. If you've got thoughts, you can ring us up. It's Carmen in York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. I'm going to correct something from last segment. Uh, I forgot about the little nuance in Kirk Cousins' clause in his contract. He cannot be tagged. Because his contract doesn't expire the way it's written until after the new league year starts. So Cousins is not a tag. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he cannot be tagged. I just read an article here that said that they were going to tag him. So no. I find that to be intriguing now. He cannot be tagged. That is without question. Uh, and I had forgotten about that. I think I read it a couple weeks ago. There's a weird quirk in his clause where it doesn't expire until after his contract. It doesn't expire until it after the new league year. It doesn't expire until the 13th, right? Yes, until after the new league year has started. Correct. Or the 14th, maybe, the day after the new league year starts. I don't know if his agents did it that way specifically so he couldn't be tagged. That would be my maybe. guess, maybe. that it was done specifically to benefit him at his age, that he is not a tag candidate. Well, I don't think Daniel Hunter that. can get tagged up there either this year, right? Well, I think that was part of the agreement from last year. They may not pay out more than the first-year guarantee on contracts. But then they, they handcuffed themselves in an inability to go ahead and keep their people then. I still didn't realize that, that the, the Vikings have never guaranteed anybody other than a quarterback uh, money beyond the first year. That was an interesting, I, I guess I just, I don't It's the way they do business. That's the way they do business. You don't there. like it, go play somewhere else. I do That's wonder. theory. I wonder if they pivot off of that for the first time ever under Zicky Wolf with uh, Justin Jefferson, because he's an awfully special player. I guess the argument would be you could find receivers everywhere these days. There's a lot of really good ones, but it could be an argument made. Boy, he's awfully good. It'd be... Maybe the argument made for Justin Jefferson, and it finally gets me the hell out of Minnesota, too. <laughs> Maybe that's his argument. Maybe. It's pretty wild. Chase is on the south side. What's up, Chase? Hey, fellas. What's up? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Yurko. Yep. I got to ask you a question. Yep. Right? Now, yep. by you being, you and Waddle being a football experts, you know, so, um, so I was doing, I was thinking about something long, like, okay, so you know how you all, you and Carm always made a proclamation that running backs, because you was just talking about how running backs shouldn't get paid a lot of money because of their worth. They're not because of their work. Yes. Yeah. Um, the same thing could be said with off-the-ball linebackers, safeties. Um, also, let me see. I don't know about guards, safeties. Too. I don't know about safeties, but. 
But I'm just saying, the point I'm making is, is that the premium positions of the highest player players are quarterback, left tackle, and pass rush, and maybe sometimes cornerback. Corner, yeah. Mainly, you know, and the reason why I'm saying this, Yurko, you can agree with this too. Is do you feel like that if you're not those premium position players, it kind of sort of you feel bad for those type of players because think about it. Once you because if you're draft okay, like say you're drafted as a rookie as a um, guard or off linebacker, you only got four years to really make an impact because if you don't perform to where you can, you're not going to get paid. And then the thing is, the team all they're going to do is just find your replacement. They're not even going to look to pay you the premium money unless you are a superstar player. And most of the time, like Yurko, you always be saying that hey, if you're not if you're not that type of big time player, you're not going to make that big money unless you are a big superstar. You know, and, and can you uh, clarify that as far as is five million dollars a lot position? of money? Is five million dollars a lot of money for 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 NFL player? No. Yeah, for but NFL. is it a lot of money? I mean, yes, it's a lot of money. For it's 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 two two and a half percent of your salary cap on a team that's got fifty three players. So is five million dollars a lot of money? Yeah, you, you got guys getting paid on your team six hundred thousand dollars. Twenty yeah, twenty of true. them. 20 guys on your team are getting paid $600,000. Are you getting paid $5 million? Is that a decent amount of money? Yes. Or, when, I, when I pointed yes. out that it's two, over 2% of your salary cap, that's not that bad. It's Well, I think it's important to make the distinction that you just made that it's not as if that's league minimum. Right, it's not league it's, minimum. It's by most certainly stretch. is not even yeah. close to being it's, league minimum. It's not even but, right. NFL veteran minimum, which is set at but, about $1 million. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But, but Yurko, my, my, what I was saying was, was like, when we talk about running backs, right, unless, like, even, in, you know, like back in the day, all the running backs used to get paid, like Barry Sanders and all them. If You know, and now, you fast forward now, they're not getting that big money, like, Saquon Barkley is the top well, right, but, that's, but we know that though, Chase. I mean, that's it's only because the vet, the position is is diminished so much in value. I mean, is it? Are you asking? Should we be like sympathetic towards those yeah, guys? I, I mean, played I, in the league ten years. I wasn't sorry if I didn't like my contract. I didn't sign. I didn't sign it. If my contract, which I negotiated with my agent with the team, if I didn't like my contract, I could go do something else. And let's be honest, most of these guys can't go do something else. I, and they I either play football or they don't. Once they get out, they're not usually cashing the same checks that they do when they're gone. And I don't think anyone should feel bad for Saquon or Josh no, Jacobs or any I don't other feel NFL bad running for anybody. back. I, I don't think you Quarterbacks should. franchise is $36 million. Right? Linebackers, and this is pass rushing linebacker. This isn't just linebackers. Right, right, right. 22.7. Defensive tackle, 20,900,000. Wide receiver, 27. Defensive end, 20.2. O line is 19. These are all franchise tabs. Corners, 18.8. Safety, 16.2. Tight ends get paid 12. Is it unfair to Travis Kelsey that he makes a little bit more than $12 million a year? I'm not sad. Running backs, 11.3. Kickers and punters. Now, that's to me. You want to save money? That's the place to go save money. Who the hell's paying a punter or a kicker $5 million? That's crazy. What are you, lunatics? What stands out is just how high that wide receiver tag is. That, that's where yeah. the game is gone. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, grab more of your phone calls. We'll do the lunch rush a little bit later on. Jesse Rogers joins us an hour from now live in Arizona. We'll be right back.